This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. A 1 p.m. start on the Eastern Time, but it's a 12 noon start locally in Texas, which means it's an hour earlier when Washington wakes up from Texas. Does that mean Washington will get off to a slow start? I wonder. It's definitely something to watch for, especially because slow starts are definitely a big theme of the Ron Rivera era here in Washington. The team has turned it around, though, from one and four. One and four. I mean, it's just wild when I think about that, especially because I came on the radio and I declared it officially basketball season when the team was one and four after that loss to the Titans. I was so upset. But you got to give the team credit from one and four to five and five, and a massive opportunity to get to six and five against the one seven and one Houston Texans, who are coached by Lovey Smith, his first season in Houston. Offensive coordinator Pep Hamilton. He was the DC Defenders head coach when the XFL had a team here in Washington. What Washington has done a great job defending the rush. All right, but they'll have to do. An excellent job against Damian Pierce, who has been the team's rushing leader for Houston so far this season. He's just been tremendous. Damian Pierce has 772 yards, three rushing touchdowns as well. And he killed the Philadelphia Eagles two weeks ago. The rush defense for Houston, though, is dead last. The Houston Texans give up, on average, more yards on the ground than any team in the National Football League. Which tells me, expect another 30-plus carries for A.G., Robinson, and Curtis Samuel. So, the good is that you'll get to pound the rock, right? Everyone says, run the damn ball. The bad, when you run the ball, as much as Washington will, inevitably, you face more third downs. It's just the way the NFL works. Now, they might be short, they might be third to medium. But you face more because, obviously, you're running more overall plays. So as much as the game plan will be to run the Rock, Washington will need to rely on Taylor Heineke to come up clutch again on third downs. It doesn't seem like it was that great, all right? Washington was just 12 of 21 on third down versus Philly. 
But they had a ton of third downs, like I'm saying, because of how many times they ran the ball. And a lot of those third downs were third and short. And 12 of 21 is a pretty good percentage in the NFL. It's much better than Carson Wentz's last start when he was 1 of 11. All right? And then you mix that in with Washington being 1 of 1 on fourth down. All right? So they never had a turnover on downs. While the Eagles only faced third downs as a team. Only faced eight third downs as a team, converting five of them. But we dominated the time of possession so much, they never even got a shot to go for it on fourth down. Right? We forced a punt on fourth and long because of a Montez Sweat sack on third and long. Then Dallas Goddard fumbled. Was not a face mask. It was, but I'm glad they didn't call it. (laughs) Then Quez Watkins fumbled on the deep ball. Philly was really going to worry me if they had the ball needing a touchdown and they had a fourth and short with Jalen's ability to scramble or Washington getting burnt on a double move or something like that. But they never even got their last lick. It was awesome watching Washington on Monday Night Football dominate the game start to finish against the Philadelphia Eagles. I declared it the best win of the Rivera era. Do you agree with me? 1-800-636-1067. And what do you think about Washington's chances against the 1-7-1 Houston Texans? Let's go to the phone lines here. Members of the AWOD Army, let's go to Wayne in Maryland. Wayne, you're on the fan. Hey, man, this is first time caller. I really enjoy your takes. You make a lot of sense, and I love Shabbat. Shabbat really breaks it down. But <laughs> uh, I want to bring out a couple of points. First of all, this is the first game that Scott Turner has really called a complete game. When Carson Wentz got hurt, he didn't even use the uh, game plan like he did against Philly. In other words, he didn't play to Taylor's strength. And Taylor is not going to go outside the game plan, okay? And he gets in there. He didn't even allow him to scramble. He didn't do a lot of things in the Viking game he could have. But a lot of times, Taylor don't even get the credit in that Philly game. Taylor made two crucial plays that I know Carson Wentz would never have made. One, when that ball was hiked over his head, he saved us 20 yards by throwing that out of bounds. And then at the end of the game, he took a knee and got a roughing the uh, uh, running into the quarterback penalty. That saved the game. So a lot of times, Taylor don't get enough credit. I know he doesn't have a long, strong arm, but if you go hold the ball and get sacked nine times like Wentz did against the Eagles, what good is your arm if you don't use it? I'm out. <laughs> good call, Wayne. Good call. I, I, I would have loved to argue with you, but, man, that, that was fun. Energy and passion. Here's what I will say is that the team – defends Taylor Heineke. And it seems like the team would rather play for Heineke than Carson Wentz, right? They rally around him. I Everyone keeps mentioning what Terry McLaurin said, which is that Heineke plays every single snap like it's his last. And that was a great point there. When the ball was snapped over Heineke's head, all of a sudden he turned into Tony Romo, right? You know how many times the ball was snapped over Tony Romo's head when he was the quarterback of the Cowboys? And he would pick up the ball and scramble and make a play or at least throw it out of bounds and avoid the 20-yard loss. That was such a huge play. That turned the game around. Washington was able to drive down the field and score on that exact drive, and it could have cost us. The center has not been good all year. The snaps have been bad. Carson Wentz was grabbing him down in his foot, and I think that was part of 
what ruined Carson's confidence, right? Is that his timing was off, and he was trying to make up for that with the bad snaps by throwing it a tick too quick, right? And his internal clock, I, I kept saying, it's like his internal clock is on speed. You know, he was feeling the rush two seconds before they got there. And part of that was because the offensive line wasn't playing well. Part of that's because the snaps were a little low. And part of that is that he really, the honest truth with Carson, he wasn't that confident in this system. Now you mix it with Taylor. I've been talking about Taylor's speed, right? He gets a low snap. Well, he's a lower-to-the-ground kind of guy. He's much smaller than Carson Wentz. He's able to pick up those bad snaps. And the ones over his head, he saw him. He's able to make a play. He is a savant in this offense. You know, I kind of said it as a joke for a while. Oh, yeah, I mean, he's been best friends with Scott Turner since they were both on the Minnesota Vikings uh, team when his father, Norv, was the coach. But the truth is, is they do. They know each other. They've spent time with each other for six or seven years now. And so they do feel very comfortable working together. Scott Turner moved from the box, all right, calling plays to the field with Carson Wentz. Where is he with Heineke? He's back in the box. Where does he feel more comfortable? Up in the skybox calling plays. All right, so he feels more comfortable working with Taylor Heineke. You see it with the play calls and the designs that he runs. It's like they never fully trusted Carson. (laughs) What's up, Andy? (laughs) Yeah, man. Hey, uh, what I wanted to say was I wanted to address the Chase Young thing. Um, He's coming back this week, right? Yeah. Well, no, he's not going to be back this Sunday. Okay. Uh, What I want him to do when he does get back, I want to see a total commitment coming from that young man. Uh, Last year, before the season started, he 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 did an interview, and he stated that he considered himself a businessman first before a football player. Now, that's the wrong attitude to take. Hopefully, after sitting out part of last year and part of this year, he comes back with a refocus and and totally devotes himself to being a football player first, getting back and just doing his job and concentrating on that and being a team player. That's all. Otherwise, he will be considered the second biggest bust behind Robert Griffin III in Redskin history. Thank you. I'm, I'm with you. Hey, Andy. Andy, are you still there? Yeah, man. Hey, so you have a weird rivalry with Tailgate Ted. Like, listeners of my show have heard it. You've taken shots at him before. I think he's called and responded to you. I'll let you throw a haymaker here, a gut punch. What's your problem with Ted? You know what? I was listening. Uh, he was on another show, and he came on. And Oh, yeah, he was on um, B. Mitch's show. He came out and blasted all those nasty ungrateful Commanders fans that would not support the team. As if, basically, being a fan is just going along with whatever uh, the Commanders line was at the the time. Uh, Part of being a good fan is criticizing the team when they're they're making stupid moves or if management is coming out and saying ridiculous things. Part of a good fan is supporting the team, but not supporting the team at, at all costs. No, I'm with you. I appreciate the call, man. Thanks for chiming in. 1-800-636-1067. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on DC Sports Radio 1067, The Fan. Uh, Mauricio tweets me, let's go CONCACAF. And that's right, the World Cup. 
All right, it's the biggest competition in sports in the entire world, and it begins tomorrow. And USA plays against Wales on Monday. I'll give you a full World Cup preview and my predictions next on The Fan. 106.7 The Fan. Let's go out to the phone lines real quick. Dave in Woodbridge. Dave, you're on The Fan with Adam Epstein. What's up, Dave? Uh, Dave dropped off. All right. I was just going to give him a chance to chime in on the Commanders. But right now, it's time for any non-soccer fans. This is your official guide to the 2022 World Cup, which begins tomorrow with USA kicking off against Wales on Monday at 2 p.m. So here's how it works, all right? There are eight groups of four teams, 32 teams in the competition. Each team will play every member of their group one time, three games total. The top two teams from each group will advance to the knockout round from 16 to 8 to 4 to the finals, and you will crown a World Cup champion, I believe, on December 17th of this year. So Group A, Netherlands, Senegal, Ecuador, and Qatar. So Qatar makes the World Cup as the host country. They don't win a game in this competition. They're just not good enough. Ecuador has some talented players, but I have them finishing third. Senegal will be without Sadio Mane. There was a funny story I talked about in my sh- on my show in Richmond, which you can hear on the Odyssey app, 910 The Fan, Monday through Friday, 12 to 3 p.m. Senegal, uh, their best player, Sadio Mane hurt his leg. He's going to be out for 30 days. This happened nine days ago. They hired witch doctors to try to heal him. He will not be able to play in this year's competition. I do think Senegal still has a good goalkeeper and some speedy, talented players. They won the African Cup. I think they advance out of this group in second place. Netherlands in first place. Netherlands does not have a great striker in Memphis Depay, but they have a ton of talent in the midfield. Virgil van Dijk might be the greatest defender in the world right now. The Netherlands will go far in this competition. Group B, England, USA, Iran, and Wales. Iran's a wild card team. You know, they've got a few players that have played uh, well in Europe. I uh, just don't know much about that team because they, you know, they don't play uh, that much great competition until it gets to the serious tournament. Uh, Wales is a wild card team because they are. They have Gareth Bale, who's a stud, all right? He is one of the best goal scorers in the competition. They've got a few players uh, that play in the Premier League as well, and they play a good style of soccer, right? They're, they're up and down. They like to keep possession. Um, it's just going to be interesting to see how they match up against USA in that group. Uh, group B, first opening match. Because if the USA defeats Wales, they advance out of the group. If they tie or lose to, the wa- to lose to Wales, it's going to be tough. England finishes first in that division. I'll put USA second. Mexico, Argentina, Poland, and Saudi Arabia in Group C. Mexico's the team that I really like in this year's competition, right? Why? Because I've seen them firsthand playing against America. Irving Lozano is a stud. He's one of the best players uh, in the competition. He is spectacular. He's on the rise. Watch him make some plays. But they're in the same group with Argentina and Poland. Uh, Poland has Robert Robert Lewandowski, the striker for Barcelona, leading the way for them. They don't have much talent behind him. Argentina, this will be the last World Cup, most likely, for Lionel Messi. Uh, They have one of the best rosters they've ever had also because it's a great mix of youth and experienced players. Argentina finishes second in that group. Mexico's my surprise. They top the group. uh, Group D, France, Denmark, Australia, Tunisia. France is probably the best team in the world, even though they will be without Pogba and N'Golo Kante. They still have 
uh, one of the best strikers in the world in Kareem Benzema. Denmark finishes second with Christian Eriksen back in this competition. Pretty cool story there. Group E, Spain, Germany, Costa Rica, Japan. That is a tough group because Japan is not to be slept on. Costa Rica has got a great goalkeeper in Kaylor Navas and some goal scorers as well, Brian Ruiz. But I believe Spain tops the group and Germany finishes second. Group F, Belgium, Canada, Croatia, Morocco. Croatia surprised the entire planet when they advanced to the World Cup Finals in 2018. But I believe they do not make it out of Group F. I'm going to go with Belgium in first place and Canada. Jonathan Davies and a surprise Canadian team. They advance out of Group F. Group G, Brazil, Switzerland, Cameroon, and Serbia. I believe Brazil finishes in first place in that group. Switzerland, the Swiss in second. Group H, Uruguay, Portugal, Ghana, and the Korean Republic. One of my best friends is from Ghana, and he's going to hate to hear me say this. I think Ghana, Ghana finishes third, Korea Republic fourth, Portugal second, Uruguay first place with Darwin Nunes and Luis Suarez as the two strikers combining for a, a ton of goals. So that would set up a round of 16 on December 3rd with the USA facing off against the Netherlands. Mexico against Denmark, Spain against Canada, and Brazil, Portugal. Wow, that would be a fun one in that one. On the other side, you'd have England, Senegal, France, Argentina, Belgium, Germany, and Uruguay against Switzerland. I'm going to have a quarterfinals of the Netherlands, Mexico, Spain, and Brazil. The other quarterfinals, England, France, Belgium, and Uruguay, with France advancing to one semifinal to face Uruguay. Brazil and uh, Netherlands in the other side, and then I will go with a final of Uruguay against Brazil with the Brazilians taking it home in the 2022 World Cup from Qatar. When I look at this Brazilian roster, I mean, look, Neymar is the number one guy, right? But they've got a ton of other talent. Rafinha, uh, who plays, uh, used to play for Barcelona. I'm not sure where he's at right now. Um, Ederson, their goalkeeper. Allison's the goal, uh, another goalkeeper. So they have two good goalkeepers in case somebody else goes down. Uh, but they also have a ton of youth on this team. And so it'll be interesting to see how the lack of experience is able to hurt or help this Brazilian team. You know, maybe you don't want the guys that were in the last World Cup when they lost 8-1 to against Germany. But the World Cup begins tomorrow at 11 a.m. with Qatar against Ecuador. And then you've got Monday, USA against Wales, and the big one will be Black Friday as USA faces off against England at 2 p.m. That one's going to be crucial for America if they're going to advance out of the group stage. You ask me, who do I have the root for on this American roster? The number one guy, Christian Pulisic, the number 10 who plays for Chelsea FC in England. Uh, aside from him, Weston McKenney is a big-time defender, excuse me, midfielder, and he plays for Juventus. Weston's kind of that X-factor, that spark for the team. You're going to see him win the ball back in transition and then uh, be the one that leads the ball forward to the offensive players. And then Tyler Adams might be one of the fastest guys on the team. He's going to play a crucial position, center defensive mid for America in this World Cup. Brendan Aronson, Gio Reyna. We've got some goal scorers, including Tim Weah. Can they put the goal in the back of the net in this crucial competition 
that takes place beginning tomorrow. I'm Adam Epstein. Thanks for everybody listening to the show today. Go Commanders as they face off against the Texans on Sunday. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.